0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: The Talk Sport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Welcome back to Cottage Talk. This is Cottage Talk full-time. Joining me right now is Emilio Danella. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's nil-nil draw at Selhurst Park against Crystal Palace. Emilio, I put this in the title because mm-hmm. I think it best describes how I feel about it. You mentioned before we went live, let's ask the supporters, was this two points dropped or, again, is it a point gained? I'm curious your view on this. I think that this is very much two points dropped. Mm-hmm. Fulham dominated the second half first half again was cagey but second half was all but we go back to the same story my friend not mm-hmm. clinical enough they did create the opportunities we saw Josh Maja show up in the second half and I think part of it was believe mm. it or not I just think that they started finding mm. opportunities for him and were more aggressive in the mm. second half mm. your opening
0: reaction to this nil nil draw mm. definitely two points dropped for me um yeah, good line-up, strong line-up, positive line-up that we had today. And, um, you know, it's it's disappointing to come away from home. OK, positive. Let's, I'm going to talk the positives first. Another clean sheet. Another you know, clean sheet. Uh, we've not lost a London derby again, so that's another positive. Amount of London derbies we've lost over the last few seasons. But again, when you play, you dominate possession, you dominate chances... You play against a very poor Crystal Palace team who, you know, produce very little. What do they offer? Absolutely nothing. You know, to come away only with a point is disappointing. You know, I don't think I think that first half was a typical Scott Parker first half. Yes. You know, keep, you know, keep keep possession, try to you know play you know try to make opportunities, be patient, the usual philosophy. I think if we were a little bit more assertive, I think we could have gone into half-time ahead. We started brightly. First twenty minutes, we were lively, yep. looking sharp. Looking good, passing, but then we sort of took the foot off the gas a little bit. Palace came back in, had a bit more possession, but neither side looked like scoring in that first half. Yeah. to be, be totally frank, you know. So, but that that was disappointing. I think if we if we wanted that game enough, like we did West Bromwich Albion away, why didn't we play with that level of intensity that we did against West Brom away? Dominate possession, create chances, get an early goal, and then start to do a, you know then start to protect the lead. But you know, I think we lost another forty five minutes there where we could have been a more assertive, more direct. Um, were overall, in the first half, comfortable without looking dangerous.
1: That's actually mm. a good analysis of the first half. And uh, I would tend to agree with you, Emilio. And I mentioned to you, you know, again, I could be totally wrong about this, but you kind of mentioned this as well. It was a typical Scott Parker first half. Mm. Keep it close. Keep it, you know, again, mm. more, you know, keep the ball, you know, keep all and be in control. We were in control, mm. but didn't create much. Neither no. did Palace, like you mentioned, and I've seen this too many times. I feel like, again, he makes his adjustments at halftime. The team is much more assertive in the second half. We'll talk about that because mm-hmm. it, it. I'm not saying it was night and day, but it was a, a different foam team, a more aggressive team in the second half, creating more opportunities. Josh Masha got involved where he was not involved in the first half, like mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. I talked about. So, again, you have to ask yourself why. Was yeah. it the players? Was it the approach? The tactics from Parker, I don't have the answer. All I know is I feel like I've seen this movie too many times, (laughs) Emilio, where we we just want to get to halftime. We we saw it so many times in the championship. Let's just get to halftime. We're either even – or maybe we nick a goal. Second half, we go for it. Mm. And, you know, again, he he makes a substitution with about 20 minutes to go, Mm. bringing on Mitro. We'll talk about that in a bit. But the first half, I just thought to myself, okay, we're even at the half, but was it a missed opportunity, Emilio, not mm-hmm. getting that goal in the first half?
0: Yeah, was it a missed yeah. opportunity? You know, yeah. then we said it. I think it was at the Burnley game? We said we lost forty-five minutes, but by offering very little, and it felt although we're in control, passing the ball well, working hard. Anderson had, you know, got himself a good, you know, from two set pieces, two corners. He, he, you know, maybe could have, maybe could have done better on one of those two chances. But at the end of the day, we just. <laughs> We, if we were a little bit more hungry, I think I've uh, if we started the game like we did away to West Bromwich Albion, we would we would have been ahead at half time. Yeah, I just said at the time we we're just trying to size Crystal Palace out, not knowing what formation they were going to play. They've got a sort of number of injuries, and maybe they were just looking, you know, we were just trying to be patient, trying to carve out opportunities. It's just we're lacking a bit of quality at times. And you know, Loftus Cheek, I thought, had a very quiet first half, Lookman a little bit lightweight again. Maybe I expected a little bit more out of him. Um, there was just where you wanted a bit of quality and key moments. Magic had no service in that first half, Let's, you know, and, that, and that's a result of maybe you know, poor quality crossing and the, and the passing of movement maybe not being as, clean, as good as it should be. But overall, I thought we were comfortable at time. But then going to the second half, you know, you know, we were talking off air. Was did Robinson come on for Aina tactically? You're telling me potentially Aina picked up an injury. I, if it was if it was tactical, I don't think that worked. I don't okay. think Robinson coming on. He didn't really offer much other than maybe the last five ten minutes with a bit of pace. But that I would have liked to have seen Mitrovic come on at half time. I thought well, actually you've got to go win this game, Scott Parker. Mix it up a little bit. Yep. Put you know, put some strength up there because he could have gone between the two central defenders, holding up the ball well and and bringing Madjo into play. But I, mean, I think bringing on Mitrovic last ten ten fifteen minutes, you know, didn't, you know, ineffective to be honest. I think we we took a few gambles. Yep. Talk, you know, we took off to give us a bit more power up front. But overall, it's 45 minutes lost in the first half. In the second half, you've got to take your chances. Now, then that's the key. That's the key thing for me. Yep. You know, you, know, you, when, you when you do cut out chances, you've got to grab them. We keep saying this there. we are not going to get 10, 15 chances again. You're going to get a handful. And when you do get those handful, you've got to make them count. Albeit, you know, Crystal Palace keeper made an excellent save. You know, we've got to give him he credit did. for a play from Major.
1: He did, because that was a great opportunity for Maja. We'll talk about that in just a second, Emilio. But going back, and and again, I got the international broadcast from Peacock, so I just mm-hmm. want to mention that. And before the second half began, as the players were coming back on the pitch, the announcer said that, again, uh, Robinson was coming on for Ana, and that it was in- injury-related. He, he said that. He did not say it was tactical. He said – they're hearing that it was injury related. Now I didn't see anything from Ana. I'm just telling you what I heard. Doesn't sound like you heard that on the BBC no, broadcast. No, that's what no. I heard on the. I think you're going to call it an international broadcast. So that's what I heard. So okay, okay. we'll have to see from Scott Parker if that is true. They led the audience to believe that this was not tactical. That it was injury related to Ana. So, mm-hmm. so so we'll see what what Parker has to say. And just so anyone. Realizes we're recording this right after the match,
0: so we have mm. not heard what Scott Barker has yeah. to say. Look at it, you know. Even look at it head, side by side. Crystal Palace, like I said, offered very little for ninety minutes, but their they're out. They're was always Andros Townsend with his crossing. He was right? their best player. He why did you know? Again, you know, Cavalera when he came on, he looked lively. Good crossing for Major, etc. But why aren't we doing more of that at times? Sometimes when you when you've got to go and win a game, sometimes you have to. Don't try to pass the ball into the into the into the net. Sometimes right. you should to be a little a touch more direct, get some good crossing into the box, like Andrews Townsend done, you know, you know, quite a few times today. And he, he made you know, we shouldn't have been under that pressure. We should have the game should have been out of sight. I thought we were we would dominate the game, but oh, no, it's two points, two points dropped. And you yeah. know you can hear from my voice disappointed because we've got three tough games coming up. And I'm
1: disappointed we, too, Emilio. I, I can't
0: hide that. Two points. Get those extra two points closer to Burnt those other three teams and keep the pressure on those guys. Whilst we know we've got some three tough games coming up, but it's like all the fans are saying tonight, you know, it's another draw, you know, we can't keep picking up these draws here and there. They help, they contribute. We're getting one, one point closer, but it's, it's a missed opportunity. That's that's Absolutely. And
1: that's the best way to look at it. I couldn't agree more. It's a missed opportunity as I'll use a tennis term. We held serve because again, now we're back down to three points. So I get that. And that's a positive. And you guys, who mm-hmm. watch and listen, you know, Emilio, I'm very positive. I am disappointed because this was, as you said, a missed opportunity. And I'll just ask everyone who is watching or listening, ask yourself what Ariel had to do the entire match. I think <laughs> the only thing he had to do was uh, a, a pass backwards from uh, in, from not yeah. in, from uh, from Anderson. That yeah. was, again, the only thing that I can remember that he actually really mm-hmm. had to do. And like you mentioned, Their danger man was Andrews Townsend and that's it. You name anyone else that really threatened you. It was Townsend. Whenever he had the ball, I was feeling a little bit nervous. What's interesting to how you said that is that again, listen, I've been critical of Ivan Cavallaro. I actually asked Giannis last night on the show, is he strictly just a championship player or a bench player in the Premier League? Well, I think we saw some of the reasons why Scott Parker likes him is because, again, he was getting some crosses in the box. Mm-hmm. He was doing what you said we should have been doing in the first half, Emilio. You, you look at Andrus. You look at Townsend. Why can't we do
0: more of that? That's a great analysis. You know, just it's in, that's why that 45 minutes again, we're trying to walk the ball into the end like we normally do whilst in control. But you know, when Cavallero came on, giving his dues, we we stepped it up a little bit. We, we you know we had a bit more of a spark. We were in the ascendancy. We were dominating. We were pushing forward. Loftus-Cheek started to grow into the game as well, if you notice, noticed. Yep. Well, he a, you know, a long, a long speculative volley just just went wide from Loftus-Cheek. So there were moments in that second half. But, you know, other than the two magic chances, you know, one with a great save from the keeper and one maybe should have hit the bottom corner and hit the target. Maybe we, maybe we can afford to be a little bit critical of him there. You know, we didn't really, we didn't really offer much else. That's the thing. All that possession... To those two, resulted in those two opportunities, and you know, that, that was it. It's all about yep. having all that possession dominating in the midfields, but we need to be more at times more direct. That's why I would like to see Mitrovic coming on at half time. I, I was messaging Steve Reynolds, our, our colleague, our yep. friend, you know, over half time saying, Bring on Mitrovic, change it a little bit, you know, invite you know, because I thought those Crystal Palace defenders looked uncomfortable. You saw them in the second half, they, they weren't comfortable. No, I just, you know. Throw the, you know, throw the gauntlet out, Scott Parker. You know, forty-five minutes. This could m- make or break your season. Go and grab those three points. Be more assertive, and you know, put the, put those Palace defenders under pressure. I think I think that would have made a difference. Putting Mitrovic on with 10, 50 minutes to go, I thought was pretty pointless. To be honest, yeah, I did no, I did no value.
1: It's very interesting that you say that, Emilio. Because again, we'll we'll talk about that in just a bit. But coming up next, we're going to analyze the second half, and we will end with man of the match. Okay, my friend, let's get to it. Before we go to the second half, I'm just going to share some comments. If you're watching live, feel free to share your thoughts on this. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, do you think this is two points dropped? So I'm going to share some comments. This is from my friend Chris. Afternoon, guys. This is two points dropped. Michael White said the same thing. Michael, I'm I'm not going to share that other comment, but (laughs) I'm going to share that. This is two (laughs) points dropped because you shared something else. I'm not going to share that, but thank you for sharing that as well. Uh, here's a comment from Benjamin Murd. You know, again, Benjamin, I understand what you come and thought we played yeah. very well today. I, I understand that, but it's not about the performances right now. I, I get what you're saying, because if you look over the 90 minutes, but that goes back to what we're talking about, Emilio. They did play well today. It's a good performance, but
0: it's the play know, front. And sometimes we have to find a way to win ugly. How many times have we won ugly this season? Not often. We won ugly this season. So it's sometimes you have to, you know, you have to make, you know, you have well, let's not be overcritical, Look, It's another another clean sheet. It's another okay. It's another point on the board. Seven away games without defeat in the Premier League. That's a pretty good record. Yep, we still hold this excellent record. You know, I sent you that photo earlier on that we're second in the, in the table for least goals conceded since in the last three months. That's amazing. Yeah, I think about it. It really I is like amazing. The though, you know, in terms of how many goals scored. But as far as I'm concerned, there are some positives to take. That we're keeping the momentum going. we we're, we're clocking up points, but we've got some. Tough games coming up, and it's. I just like us sometimes to just be a little bit more ugly in trying to carve out those victories. You know, she, you know, Sheffield United. You know, we we dominated, but you know, we we struggled to, to get that goal. You know, West Everton, we we dominated from start to finish. Great win, the yep. West Brom game in the early season. We dominated that win. I like us to sort of turn these sort of average to good point into mix some ugly wins. Right, win ugly for a change. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I don't mind, To Benjamin's point, I, I agree. It's all about playing composed, structured, tidy, neat. But sometimes you have to just ride your luck, play ugly, and win ugly. That's what that that will sometimes get you more points than trying to be pretty. So I think sometimes we have to. Next three games are going to be important: Tottenham, Liverpool, and Man City. How many? How many and they are going
1: to be team? very difficult matches. You know, yeah. listen, uh, I'm watching right now. We are recording live. And Tottenham are up two 0 to Burnley. That helps us, but mm. then it, it gets you to think, "Uh oh," uh-oh. you know, because we're playing <laughs> Tottenham next. What what kind of uh, state are they going to be in coming to Craven Cottage? Mm-hmm. But again, these are important matches, mm-hmm. and you know, I've always said, you know, you just judge one that come to you. You mm-hmm. know, each match on its own, but it's hard not to look at mm-hmm. the next three, knowing that that they're going to be difficult matches. How many points can mm-hmm. we get to that? Yeah. We we shall see. But I'm I'm actually just going to short. Uh, share some more comments because we've got some interesting comments. This is from my friend, Chris. Does Parker need to gamble more? I think you would agree with that,
0: Amelia. Yeah, for me, it was like Mitrovic at halftime on, put him on at halftime, mix it up a little bit and create a more physical threat, you know, mix. So, yeah, I I totally agree with that.
1: Okay, I'm going to share this. This This is from our friend Steve Reynolds. Thoughts on this, Amelia? We have three to four players working hard each game. We need six to
0: seven to stay up. Um, today's game, I thought, you know, I thought the players did work hard. We just weren't. I don't think we were assertive. I was a bit too much backwards passing, sideways passing at times. I didn't, especially that first half. I think we could have been a lot more direct, more positive thinking, looking forward, not looking back. And sometimes you saw the reaction from the players when they were quite, you know, upset that they had to keep going backwards in their own half rather than carrying on playing forward. You know, look at the Tete, Ayu, you know, um, Match up today. I thought Tete yep. had IU in his back pocket the whole game. You know, yep. I, I thought he had a reasonably good game, but I'd like to see a bit more crossing. You know, get the he gets from position halfway into the opposing half, and then he stops and goes sideways and passes and finds Get 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 more men, commit more men. Scott Parker into that penalty area and get Kenny Tete and your your wide men some crossing in the box. That's sometimes half the reason we're not crossing enough because we're not committing these players in the key areas. To, early enough it's very much well you see a when tete's pushing forward get your yep. position where's the, the penalty push up a little bit more be more you know be more assertive be more direct be more ugly at times yep. and you might you might cover a penalty opportunity a handball a free kick a foul all these you know you're not going to do that if you're just passing backwards sideways and forward sideways And what you need to be you have to mix it up a little bit give your defense something to think about time and time again
1: very interesting there, Emilio. Okay. Now let's talk about the second half. And I just want to mention this because again, this is going to be an interesting yeah. little take that I have. So Fulham created a decent amount of opportunities. How many good opportunities, maybe three or four throughout the second half. But I, I want to mention this because again, I think it's going to get lost and and I'll be curious your view on, on what I'm about to share here. Josh yeah. Maja just takes a shot from distance again, trying to maybe catch the goalkeeper. Now, again, You could look at it as a waste, or maybe you could look at it, what happened afterwards, as maybe a sign of, uh, okay, we're going to take it to you. We are going to be Mm. more assertive moving forward. Maybe it was a sign that we need to be more front-forward thinking, even though it was never going to go in. After that, we saw many opportunities from Fulham. I thought maybe it was like a different type of mentality for the second half. With him taking Mm. that opportunity, I I know some are going to see it as a waste, but if you think hmm. about it in the context of the second half, after that, we created several opportunities. Was that just
0: just a way to just say, you know what? We're going to be more assertive. You know, to be honest, that's that's very much the story of our season. How many times Cavallero gets into – I think Cavallero had a wasteful shot as well. Again, he was trying to do the spectacular. Yep. That was a wasted opportunity. You're in a good position. Be more intelligent in those moments. Imagine I thought, man, I thought. There's two, you know, to be honest, I actually thought he was looking at Lookman initially. Because if you actually you? look at it head on, his eyes were on Lookman, not on the goalkeeper. So I actually okay. thought it, but the, the commentators were suggesting it was a, it was, he wanted to lob it over the keeper, right? If you look at it from his eye contact, he okay. actually looked at Lookman. So, but either way, I, I still think it was a waste. You know, you've got an opportunity okay. there. Be, you've got to be, you, in these key moments, be more intelligent. And, that, okay. and that, that's sometimes we, we I don't know. We don't sometimes we, we lose a concentration. We don't actually do the sure. simple thing. You know, we're trying to do Caballero's guilty of that most of the season, and we've done that consistently. And we're getting to reasonably good positions, more intelligent, a bit more care in the intelligence we need in those key moments, right. rather than just, just shooting and hoping.
1: Right. And listen, I'm not going to disagree that in the end it's a waste. I'm just trying to just put it in context mm. of what happened afterwards that, again, you needed to change your mentality, Emilio. I, I, I agree mm-hmm. with you that they are wasteful. That that If you look at it in the context, well, why is he doing this? Because it's a waste. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. with that. But I will say that at least we saw a more forward-thinking team, and it started from the get-go. That was kind of my point on that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the second half we did see more opportunities. They just, again, were not clinical enough. And the two I really want to focus on was the – Header from Maja that, again, it's a very good save from the goalkeeper. And then we have to talk about the opportunity from Anderson because these are the two that really stick out to me. And this is just a good block from Cahill, who, believe it or not, I, think, I thought had a very good game for them. If he doesn't make that Fulham score. So Fulham mm-hmm. had their opportunities, and, and the announcer said on the that Maja opportunity, he should have scored. So, again, we, we were creating these opportunities. Tosin had a few as well, just headers, but – we weren't creating stuff in but again, it just they just were not clinical.
0: Yeah, and some of those it was soft shots, weren't they? You know, posty yeah. header. It was, it, was, it was back towards goal. That was you know, it's was, it was always going to be difficult to put some power into that header. You know, the Anderson headers in the first half. You know, you know, yeah. we'd like, you know, those are those are key moments where you need your central defenders maybe to be a bit more clinical, at least hit the target there. But second half, I thought the manager header. You know, he did ex- excellently well to get between the two central defenders and either side of the keeper. That would have been, you know, it was at the right. Keeper was slightly going one angle, but then he managed to recover to his train and palmed that hand with, a, with enough intent. But it was a great header, slightly the side further. It would have been in the back of the net. Keeper wouldn't have saved it, but you've got to give the keeper credit for that. I don't think, yeah. I don't blame Major for missing. I, I give the keeper credit for making that save. We've seen Ariola do that many times this season for us, right? And we applaud the keeper. So I think you've got to give the keeper the credit there. The other right. moment when Maggio, you know, you know, you know, good good foot, foot control. And just just got the ball right the other side of the post, yep. you know, just a fine margin, just a little bit, right? Just a fine bit. margins, fine margins. But he done well to create those two. And that, why aren't we doing that more often enough? Why aren't we putting those balls in here? The Cavalera cross for Major for that goal where the keeper saved. That's right. And Townsend did that a few times today. You know, if we did that time and time again, would might have got the back on the back end of one of those those crosses. So. If, you've, if you're going to use that type of player there, you've got to give him the ball in that six. Yard, like Iona did against Everton, put, give, okay. put get major in the six-yard box and and you know basically create the opportunity for him to tap in or be more clinical in that area. Madjer's not yep. going to be effective on the edge of the penalty area. You need him in the six-yard box. You've got to give him service. So those two, more the keeper saving rather than major missing. But then yep. you know Palace got saved by the Kincaid. That, that's that's and, yeah, and then we look at the Anderson again great block by Gary Cahill you know exactly anderson and tosa do that for us many times this season so well done gary cahill you know great yeah I'm, in- i have ending. to give him credit there. it wasn't handball the people were talking this, so there no. was a handball incident in the penalty era that i didn't see any handball there but it's just no. good defending and you know it's you've got to give you know, the few moments of palace had to work hard to defend you know the keeper done well and gary cahill done well right. aside from that you know, we didn't really trouble the keeper enough. It was, it was soft shots or speculative shots.
1: Okay, very good there. All, all right, Emilio. As the um, match is winding down, and the I would say the last ten minutes, Crystal Palace come into it a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and we bring on Mitro. Before that, we bring run on Mitro in the 70 uh, run on the seventieth minute. You've already mm-hmm. said this. You would have done this at halftime. Do you think that again? This is just too late to make this move that maybe Parker's just being just too conservative again, that maybe he needed to be a little bit, as he talks about a lot, he needs everyone to be brave. And I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Should he have been more brave and and made this substitution at halftime?
0: I think so. Yeah. I I would have liked to have seen it. This was a, not must, all games are must wins now to the end of the season. So this, this was a game, a very winnable must win game. And to show lack a bit of, you know, lack a bit of ambition, and assertiveness. You know, I think, give Mitro forty-five minutes, see what he's see what he can come on and do. And the fact that he's he's recovered, some fans said maybe they only had twenty minutes in him. Then if that's the case. And I disagree with that. I think he's, he's had time to recover. And I think forty-five minutes, he could have made more more of a valuable contribution into the game. But I said, sure. it all depends if the Robinson one was tactical, whether it was enforced. Uh, but if it wasn't enforced, then the tactical change didn't work. Didn't work for me. Anderson. You know, sorry, Robinson picked up a yellow card. Didn't really offer much offensive threat into the last five ten minutes, and um, that was a disappointing substitution. Um, Loftus Cheek again grew into the game, but he didn't impose himself like he has done in the last. Few. This is probably one of his poorer games compared to the yep. last half hours he's played. Um, so maybe Loftus Cheek should have come off. Uh, I didn't think first half he offered very little. Um, okay. So and we've said, Lookman. You know, maybe should, you know, a bit lightweight today. Some better crossing, better corners, better set pieces from Lookman today. Yep. I think, you know, that, that's a positive, another positive from the game. But overall, you know, we did enough to win the game, but, you know, if you don't take your chances, bottom line is you're not going to get your three points.
1: Right. I'm just going to share this. A couple of comments is from Colin Frazier. We look like a top 10 side. They put 10 players behind the ball. He got the subs right today and was brave. So Mm. Colin's saying that again, that he feels that. Parker was brave here because he did make the substitutions. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, again, the Anderson, one, uh, the Robinson one. Let's—I'm not spec- I, you know if it, if it was tactical, I disagree. If it was in force, then fine. You had no choice. But you know, yep. that wasn't. We'll find, that that. we'll find out about that. I would like that again. I still would have liked to see Mitrish come on earlier. I wonder what more intent. We started great We started creating more opportunities from the 60th minute onwards. I would like to see from the 46th minute, keep pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, Cavalera, okay, midnight he he made he made a good contribution when he came on, but it's these are these are these are not top players. Cavalleros can come in and contribute forty five minutes here, forty five minutes there. It's decision making at you know, times are not very good today. Um, sometimes we've just got to be a little bit more composed on the ball and be more intelligent. And, you know, maybe okay. we are missing Tom Kane. I know we've had this debate offline, I don't want to bring in, but you know, he'll he'll be back back in the squad very, very soon and yep. You know, maybe we—that's the type of intelligence we need. You know, so it's, but we're not seeing that often enough. So we've got three games coming up against tough teams, and maybe we will play better against those teams than the teams around us. We keep saying that we pick up more better against Liverpool, Man United. It's, it's very strange. It's very, very strange. strange. So don't rule out picking up some points in the next three. Maybe Tottenham, but Harry Kane's back on form. He's scoring goals, so we've got to watch watch out for <laughs> this week. But. Well. Like
1: I said, we're recording this right now. It's again three nil to Tottenham over Burnley.
0: It's only thirty-one minutes into the match, so what's the score? Three nil to three. Tottenham. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Keep, keep <laughs> conceding, Burnley, you know, it's, you know, again, it makes well, that helps that,
1: us, that that actually helps us. That actually
0: that's
1: a good point. Um, it it actually helps us. That that's a good point. Even though hmm. Tottenham look uh, pretty good in the first half. Uh, This scoreline is actually helping for him. That's actually a good point. All right, Miller, just wrap this up. Man of the match. You said you have a couple players you'd like to give as or think about for man of the match.
0: Yeah, I think for me, I think it's. it's, I'm going to give it to Anderson. I think Reed worked tirelessly throughout the game, always hungry, always battling hard. You know, we you know we we pressed you know Palace throughout the whole game, but for me, it's Anderson. You know, he looked dangerous from set pieces. His crossfield passing top notch again. You know, almost maybe scored the winner at the end with the Cahill block. Overall, his, he looked dominant. He, he, looked, uh, he looked, for me, I'm going to give it to Anderson. Okay. Who else uh, do you think gets
1: thoughts for a minute? Reid was very
0: good. Reed was looked solid. Um, you know, again, hungry, determined, assertive, you know, pressing, does what he does best. I'll probably say Anderson by country mile first and then, Reed comes
1: second for me okay we're seeing the comments from both one for Reed and one for Anderson and uh I understand that you know and again it's funny Emilio. I I hate to bring this up but I am gonna bring this up because you, you'll get you'll get a chuckle from this so last season we talked about Harrison Reed mm. and you said this so again I'm, I'm curious if you yeah. changed your view on this you said Harrison Reed's a player that will help you not lose but won't help you win you said that yeah. so have you Change your mind on it because I think there's an argument that that maybe maybe you should consider that because I think he's grown in stature and has mm. proven he's a Premier League player.
0: Yeah, it's based on the performances, you know, certainly in the last three months, you know, definitely. You know, he's he has grown in confidence. He's made that role more his in the last few games. There was always one game Lamina, one game Reed. It was it was all, it was, you know, tactically changing. But yep. Reed's made that position his own now, to be honest. And yeah, he has grown as a player. But again, his job as a defensive midfielder is to protect your defense. But he's now offering a bit more offensive quality as well, which we never really saw in this championship last season, did we? So yep. so I think – so for me, he's growing as a player, and maybe he will be an important player in the, in the coming seasons. But if he, he's proven that he can compete at this level. And yeah.
1: Okay, very good. I'm going to yeah. share this comment, and, and, and I'm going to give you a, a reason for this comment. So our friend Steve Reynolds calls me the Boston Donut. So because I tend to call him when I'm going to – the donut mm. shop that's near us, and I and he now calls me the Boston Donut. I'm going to let everyone know, Steve, that your nickname is the foam Fart, okay? So, again, if you're going to call me the Boston Donut, you'll be known <laughs> as the Fulham Fart, you know, Fulham Old Fart. We'll we'll go a little bit further on that, the Fulham Old Fart. Anyways, Emilio, final thoughts before we wrap this up?
0: Hey, look, let's not be totally disconsolate. It's another point on the board, another clean sheet a tidy performance, not spectacular, tidy, but there were some positive moments there, but it's, you know, we're we going to three difficult games where maybe expectations are going to be lower. So maybe we will turn, you know, turn up and maybe give Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City a, bit of a run for their money. But the key thing is we've got to keep that distance between ourselves and those three teams. Yep. I, I don't know, I, I need to look at the run-in for the next, next few games for, for Burnley, Brighton and Newcastle. I expect each of them to pick up some points, so a, with that. that gap will start to extend again. It's three points now. We've got some very, three very tough games. It's all about staying in touch. If we could stay three points in touch and distance with at least one of those teams after those next three games, I'm okay with that. If the gap becomes six or seven, then then we're back to the drawing board again. So exactly, that's the key thing for me. So in a way, we have to we're can only do what we can do. Perform well, give these top teams a run for their money and hopefully grab a, a win or, or a couple points. But we have to also rely on the other teams to start dropping points to keep that gap no more than three or four points.
1: That's I totally agree with that, Emilio, because uh, as people have been pointing out to me, that the fixtures coming up for, I want to mm. say, Burnley and, uh, and also for Brighton, they're not that difficult. And uh, I know Newcastle's, I, I believe, is not that difficult either. But we'll see. I haven't really looked at it that much. But they need to stay within that zone, I guess you could say three to four points if it's beyond that, then after these three matches, then it's gonna make things mm. a little bit difficult. But again, we've seen Fulham be able to compete with all these teams. Mm. The one team out of the three that I would be fearful of getting nothing out of would be Man City. Yeah. But the next two, even though Tottenham are are having their way with Burnley today, there's no reason why they can't beat um uh, Tottenham at home. There's no reason why. And and I also think that's something that that we need to change our mentality it it's a different type of season partially because of the pandemic no fans at, <clears throat> at uh each location there's no fans so again i think that has changed home in a way so mm. i think fulham have an opportunity to get points out of these next rematches they do the amount we'll see how how many mm. but if they got three or four might i think that would be a huge win for foam so we'll see anyways it is time to wrap up this show of Cottage Talk. For my co-host, Emila I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms supply? See mcdonalds.com.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince
1: is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less and similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and
0: 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.